0: For those of you who haven't read The Scarlet Letter, or for those of you who said you did but really didn't, here's all you need to know. This girl named Hester Prynne has an affair with the minister, is besmirched, and made to wear a red A for adulterer. But then the town realizes she was too harshly judged, and she's really a good person, and she dies a saint. A whole bunch of other stuff happens, too. If you have a test on it, rent the movie, but make sure it's the original, not the Demi Moore version where she talks in a fake British accent and takes a lot of baths.
1: you are listening to original remake this is a podcast where we discuss and compare original film and its remake or sometimes films with similar concepts because just like hollywood we are that unoriginal so this being a movie podcast um yeah let's get to it Hey, everyone. Thank you for returning. Uh This is Peter. Sitting out on this episode is my co-host, Michael. Uh He should be back for uh, next week's episode. But in his place, I have Amanda, uh first time on this show, uh from Amanda's Picture Show with Go-Go. Hey, Amanda.
0: Hey, thanks for having me, Peter.
1: Yeah, I just said your name like three times in 10 seconds. It was-
0: <laughs> it's okay. I mean, it's kind of in the title of my podcast, so it, it it'll is. Happen. <laughs> And hopefully
1: now the, the listeners will be like, oh, okay, her name's Amanda. I got it. Yeah. You know? So there you go. So we we have worked with each other uh a few times actually. You I believe you've been mm-hmm. on my show uh postalgic twice, I feel right yeah, movie game. I think twice. Two yep. two movie no. Yeah, well, I've done kind, I did of the movie game movie and, game the, and the, the right, the um movie wars. Mm-hmm. Newer segment. So I'm still trying to get used to those names. Um <laughs> and then I was on your show for Valerian, which is an up- upcoming yes, episode. And so. that
0: episode should be out soon now that I don't have the flu anymore. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think this episode will probably be out first because I know that this is being paired up. Uh This release is being paired up with an upcoming Emma Stone movie. Uh The name escapes me right now because I'm not planning on Battle watching it. Battle of the
0: Sexes. Sure, this
1: sounds about right, I believe you, because you do watch uh, new, mm-hmm. uh, new releases. Yes, so, I have free
0: passes to see it tomorrow night. <laughs> oh, well,
1: there you go. And I'm sure if listeners are interested, they can check out your show for, for your upcoming review on that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I mentioned Emma Stone. The uh two movies that we're going to be reviewing on this episode isn't necessarily an original film and a remake, but they do, uh in some way or another... Referenced a, well, the same source material or there's some connections here is basically what I'm getting at. So, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead <laughs> and introduce the first movie, the, the Scarlet Letter. And this is the one that uh, came out in 1995. Mike thought it'd be very funny to go with this one because of a line that Emma Stone said. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> in this movie, uh, Demi Moore plays Hester, the uh, lead in this movie. Uh, Gary Oldman plays Reverend. Uh, does she just call him Arthur? I, I forget. I don't um, know if he even goes no, by his last name.
0: Oh, it's something. I, when In my notes, I just kept calling him Gary Oldman and the <laughs> minister. Um, but, yeah. Arthur and Dimesdale. I'm, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but and, and I know. And I'm a horrible uh, person with an English degree because I've never actually read <laughs> The Scarlet Letter. I do own it. I own the book.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's better than nothing.
0: Yeah, I've been to Nathaniel Hawthorne's house in Salem. I just, uh, haven't read it.
1: <laughs> oh, interesting. Well, I've been to Salem, Oregon, which I, I don't think is anywhere close, uh, to the one in Massachusetts. Though that too, sure. Yeah. I don't know my geography. It's been quite some time <laughs> since I've been in school, <laughs> but, uh, Robert Duvall, uh, plays Roger Prin. I hope I didn't say Prin earlier, but, has uh, Hester Prin, uh, it's yeah. her husband. Edward Hardwick as, uh, John Billingham. Gosh, who, who else do we want to talk about really? Um, but just a little rundown of the Scarlet Letter for those that uh, haven't seen it or it's been a while. But, um, Demi Moore's character has to print. She moves into this town, uh, which is very much, um, they have like all these rules and, and, uh, they even make comments to, like, the way she is, uh, is dressed. You know, it's, I don't think they oh. mentioned it's revealing, but they have uh, a- pro- She
0: should not be wearing lace is what he says. Yes, so <laughs>
1: the, 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 the type of material that is part of her dress is offensive to them. And, uh, I think that the fact that she is there alone, people kind of take exception and, I don't know, they-
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, 1600s Puritans, they're, yes. they kind of suck. <laughs>
1: while she's uh, in this town awaiting her husband um she befriends the uh, local uh reverend which will m- maybe we'll talk about how they meet I'm not sure um and they you know kind of <laughs> taking uh, take a liking to one another and have this affair which um Hester then becomes pregnant and she will not tell the village who uh is the father of the child you know to protect the the the, the young minister and um her husband ends up showing up and finds out, and I think that's it. I don't know. We'll really, again, get into too much of that movie. So you can explain Easy A, and I don't know if there's going to be too many comparisons.
0: I mean, honestly, I can do a ton of comparisons about themes and then how Easy A is a much better movie. Oh, sure. Uh, but... I don't dispute <laughs> <miss you time>. that. <laughs> oh, we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but So Easy A is uh, from 2010 with Emma Stone and I actually remember watching this one in the theater with a, a friend from college and the, basically uh, Emma Stone's character Olive is uh, you know high schooler like 17 not sure if she's a junior or senior but she feels like no one ever notices her and because she doesn't want to go on a camp out with her best friend and her hippie parents, she's like, oh, yeah, I have a date. And then just things sort of snowball, and it comes out that she, you know, she makes up that she – well, she doesn't even make up. It's more that her friend, like, infers that she slept with this make-believe guy that she didn't actually have a date with.
1: Mm-hmm. George Glass?
0: George, yeah, or just, I didn't know he even had a last name. I just know it was George. You know,
1: I, okay, I might have uh, made that up in my head because George Glass is the made up name that Jan Brady comes up with in the Brady Bunch.
0: Oh. I used nice. to watch the
1: TV show and then they referenced that in the movies, the Bunch the mm-hmm. movies.
0: Yeah, so it's probably a reference to that, because they reference a ton of, like, they you do. know, pop culture stuff in mm-hmm. this movie. So, you know, she kind of makes up that, she, yeah, she slept with George, and or, you know, her best friend does. And then the incredibly pious, uh, uber-Christian girl overhears this in the bathroom. And then things get out of hand, and she's started to be called a slut. And so she just embraces it, and is like, you guys are the ones with the problem. And... Mm-hmm uh she helps out a friend of hers who is gay which this really shows that this is from 2010 uh that yeah her friend who is gay and she helps him pretend that he's straight by posing that they're <laughs> having sex uh and which is a really funny fake sex scene and um basically she you know even her best friend starts to be like what are you doing and calling her a skank so she embraces it and she puts an A you know, the scarlet letter on all of her clothes. And uh, it ends up being, towards the end, a bit of a romantic comedy. But I would call it much more just like a a teen movie. But, um, you know, teen comedy. But basically, you know, even though she embraces her new mantle of the school slut, even though she isn't, uh, it starts to to snowball more and more out of control. Because she keeps saying to help people that are down on their luck or who have bad, like low self-esteem. She keeps having them give her gift cards um, in exchange for <laughs> saying that she had sex with them or they felt her up or whatever. So um, yeah. And then it turns out to not be as empowering as she was hoping, which I think is like, I, I get it. Cause it's like, Oh, she's in the sea of lies. But I feel like part of the point of this supposed to be from, you know, being from, the point of view of like the Scarlet Letter, like it's supposed to be that she's railing against puritanical like ideals, which like she does get like to come, you know, a comeuppance against Amanda Bynes character. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, some of the other, I mean, this, the cast in this is fantastic. It's a great um, cast. I, I mean, obviously Emma Stone is in it, Penn Badgley, which I love that there is a joke about her not being a gossip girl because Penn Badgley is in Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: <laughs> I gotcha. The will be love interest. Yes. Yes. Okay. The love
0: interest. I don't like the best friend in this either. I don't feel like she's a very good friend.
1: No, she's not. And that's what I was getting to. Like, they're supposed to be best friends. And I don't feel like I, I'm, I'm thinking Emma Stone, Olive. Why Why is she your best friend? Like You guys are supposed to be best friends, but she's calling you like bitch and stuff you know like she's one of those girls you know mm-hmm. like she adds that to the end of every sentence and it's, it's quite annoying and also for being a best friend, how are you like the worst listener you know in the world
0: uh like, yeah th- that is fair
1: that's it that, that's that's my big biggest annoyance with her character it's like olive tries to tell her at all these different points and then she'll be like, oh no and Kind of just interrupt and come up with her own story. It thinks that's it. Yeah, like, like the first time, you know, when she's like, "Oh, you guys had sex and and all that." She's
0: telling her no, and she's like, "Oh, don't lie to me, bitch." You know that yeah, kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, like I guess you could say, like, in to some extent, like she's kind of like some of the townspeople in the Scarlet Letter who just like to gossip, like the right. Goody whoever who I, I don't know. uh She, I guess, Goody is more. Of Amanda Bynes' character, but I feel like it could be a little bit of both of like, oh, we're going to hang out at this women's meeting, but then I'm going to help spread the rumors about you and call you names. and. Eh.
1: Well, okay. Let's talk about the two characters first, um, of Olive and also uh, Hester. Um, mm-hmm. Olive, for being as young as she is, she's pretty woke. You know, she kind of gets it, right? She comes from this great family. Her parents are amazing probably the best on-screen parents in the world
0: (laughs) i love okay stanley Tucci and patricia clarkson i adore both of them and Mm -hmm. the two of them together in this movie i'm like i want to be your daughter
1: yeah i want to be their other adopted son (laughs) (laughs) they they're pretty great parents um even with the adopted son you see the love in there they're a very happy family uh i love when the son talks about him being adopted you know he's a little black kid and it's a white family and the dad's like, what? Who told you? And oh my
0: God. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they,
1: they're great. And so, um, Olive, she just seems like she has, you know, just a very, uh, great head on her shoulders and seems to be very, um, you know, doing academically well in school, uh, for the most part liked just except for like the Amanda Bynes character. Now you got Hester who's new in town and immediately she, you know, people are already saying things about her and they haven't even met the woman yet, you know, and they hear about this husband that she talks about. And I don't think we really get the sense of how bad he is, do we, off the bat?
0: Um, no, not exactly. Like, you can tell she's, like, not that into him. Uh, Like, Hester isn't that into her husband. But, I mean, Robert Duvall doesn't even show up until, like, over halfway through the movie. And, like, the only hint you kind of get to him being a little weird is in the adult Pearl doing the voiceover
1: like okay, right.
0: says something about him why would he put hester in this sort of situation unless he wanted to trap her or something along those lines but an example of how that is not a well-made movie
1: yeah thank you see and that's kind of what i wanted to um shade the movie on it i was about to say that i think you're giving the movie too much credit for i don't know this whole deal about the husband i didn't know robert duvall was in this movie so <laughs> I, I i don't know in, in what context did you get that um hester was not really into her husband for me i didn't think the husband existed so i thought she had you know like uh like Demi moore's acting you know it's mm-hmm. very there there's no um admiration for this husband that she speaks of so you took it one way where like oh he's just a bad guy to me i was just like oh because there's no husband so how can she pretend to love something that doesn't exist so i thought she's putting like a facade on so oh. i thought the husband was like a red herring
0: oh see i i knew enough about the scarlet letter to okay. know like he did exist and uh, i mean there, there are other like small context clues like early on <laughs> like when the the guy who tries to rape her who I can't even tell oh, right. you what his name was I don't know but
1: we don't need to know he's you know, bad
0: which, he, yeah he was bad news my husband was watching he came in about i don't know a little over halfway through and like okay. sat down and watched and he was just like what the fuck is going on with this movie <laughs> <laughs> he was like this is so bad and i was like i know it is he was like i will never watch this again And i was like same this was yeah. for peter and, and mike so <laughs> so i uh like he said something to her to like upset her when she was searching for a house with him about, Oh, is it true that your father owed your husband a debt and how he paid off the debt was by giving you to him as a wife. So that's like, okay. So like other people know about her husband, so he's real, but he's, he's such this like mystery person that you don't know anything about other than like, the tiny bit of voiceover and then the fact that hester is clearly in love with the reverend right like
1: she saw him naked uh (laughs) yes
0: i was like oh hey there gary oldman's junk
1: yeah she's she's a bit of a creep here she's watching him bathe (sighs) in the creek or something in the the river but
0: this movie is like rated r for no for no reason there's like so much unneeded nudity in this movie
1: yeah, I can, uh, Demi Moore also bathes in, you know, the old time baths.
0: I hadn't seen this, I hadn't seen, uh, the Scarlet Letter until today. And so then when I was rewatching Easy A, I couldn't stop laughing when she said the thing about, like, don't watch the 1995 version with Demi Moore and all the baths. Because when I was taking notes, I kept writing like, "What is going on with these baths? Why are there so many baths? What is? Why is like sex in a bath the same thing? I don't understand what this movie is doing, and why is there a bird? I don't know. Oh my god, this movie! I I <laughs> like... think
1: the um, the, I mean, because in Easy A, uh, Emma uh, Olive she talks about Demi Moore's accent. Um,
0: which is like non-existent and yeah it's non-existent
1: but that's the least of the movies worries like i I think of anything i think gary oldman was the only one trying to do his damnest to save the movie you know like i think he was definitely the best part
0: because he's motherfucking gary oldman and he's amazing
1: yeah young gary oldman uh this is just not too long after uh dracula
0: look i'll admit if I were in the forest and I saw Gary Oldman swimming naked, I'd peep at him. But <laughs> it was also just an unnecessarily long scene, which is the whole movie is full of unnecessarily long scenes.
1: Yes, it, it really is. And and again you're just like, Oh, another bath scene, I guess. And even um I don't know. the uh the, the woman that is assisting her, the, the Matuba? The- yeah, it is, was there like an implication that maybe she's also into women or something because she watches Jimmy Moore?
0: Cause she was peeping on her, I don't know. Cause Jeremy's like, what's going on? I was like, I don't know. She was, she's apparently a peeping Tom, but like loyal? I don't get it. I don't but, know. Yeah,
1: and it never I, comes back. Like they just showed us for the sake of showing us. I, it was a peeper of some sort. It,
0: it made, it didn't make any sense. I don't know. Like the, none of the characters were, the thing is, is like the Scarlet Letter. No, I haven't read the book, but it is a classic for a reason. Mm -hmm. And the characters in this movie are so horribly written. like any of the side characters. The only one that you have any sense about is mistress Hibbins played by Joan Plowright, who, you know, is accused of witchcraft. Right. And she's the most like three dimensional character other than Hester and the Reverend. And, Demi Moore is just so bad in this movie. It's hard to like feel for Hester because it never even feels like she's really acting. And I like Demi Moore in other movies. <laughs> 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 and I'm just like, what happened here? Like, it's just so horribly written, and mm-hmm. the editing is awful. And like, there's weird, abrupt edits for no reason. And <laughs> and I thought because I had a disc from the from the library and I thought it was just skipping at first, but then I switched over to a digital version and it was still horrible. (laughs) It's like, there's this great story there and then they just messed it up so badly. And it even tells you ahead of time that it's going to be messed up because it says in the very beginning that it's quote unquote, freely adapted from the Scarlet letter by Nathaniel Hawthorne.
1: I'm, you know, I'm a little kind of taken aback that this movie has a budget of 46 million. Right? Yeah. And it only brought in, uh, 10.3. <laughs> so, uh-huh. big flop.
0: I think it's cause they decided to film for too long. Yeah. They, they went through three different film composers for oh, the interesting. score. Like, they, they had, they first hired, um, let me double check. Yeah. Ennio Morricone, who is an amazing composer and rejected his score. Then Elmer Mm. Bernstein, who is another great film composer, did another thing and they rejected his score. Well, apparently it was like Demi Moore, who was like, "Mm -mm, no way. And then John Barry ended up being the final guy to do the score. And I hated the score in this movie. I kept writing (laughs) like, what is going on with this music? Like the whole horrible sex scene. I was just like, this music is making this longer and worse. Just, a, I don't know, just, I had just such a hard time watching The Scarlet Letter. It was just laughably bad.
1: It's really hard to root for, like, Demi Moore's character because she is an, an adulterer. And it's funny because...
0: Well, well, when when she does sleep with Gary Oldman's character, they both are under the impression that her husband is dead. Right. And, like, part of their, their thing with the passion is, you know, she right then is she asks him, how long do I have to be in mourning before you and I can be together? And you know, is it a, is it a month? Is it a year? And because, and it's, you know, he tells her it's seven years. So it's like, they don't want to wait seven years before they do it or whatever. Like I, to me, I do feel like there's definitely this feminist tone to parts of the Scarlet Letter with the way that the character of Hester is standing up to these men who are trying to, I mean, part of it is just like the men are like, uh, the whole reason she's first brought into the court is like, there were women congregating together without a man there to supervise, mm-hmm. you know, so there, there is this like feminist tone to it. And I, I guess I don't, I'm, I i do not see her as like, oh, you horrible adulterer or whatever. Like when the the one character in Easy A says the thing about, oh, well, Hester was a skank and she deserved it all. I just, that, I mean, I know that is an interpretation people can have, but I feel like that's not understanding the the, the bigger point of the character of Hester, which is standing up to society. I just don't feel like this movie does a very good job at showing that.
1: Yeah. I just, I feel like it should have been revealed sooner. Maybe, you know, maybe the movie was just too long. You know, that it that was it a is. It, it shouldn't
0: just... be two hours and 15 minutes.
1: Gosh. And the whole thing with Robert Duvall's character, I, I, there's there's nothing to like. <laughs> oh, gosh. Even I, I found, like, Gary Oldman, he's just trying. The man was really trying. And um, <laughs> at, at some point, it just got annoying as well. hmm So she obviously is protecting um, Gary Oldman's character. Emma Stone embraces the A yet it's you know it's not even like a real thing. She she is she hasn't slept with any of these guys but continue to help them out, you know, cuz she feels bad. Um but in A, she does protect somebody. It is not somebody that she loves. It's actually a teacher and a 21
0: 22 20- year old student. She calls him 22 at one point but then um, Lisa Kudrow's character, Mrs. Griffith, says he'll be 21 in a month or something like that. So I think he's 20.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, she protects him. I mean, she protects a bunch of people in this yeah. movie, including Brandon, Dan Bird's character. Then, I mean, in her final video, Confession, which, I mean, that is, you know, the whole thing with, like, the Scarlet Letters. Like, there is a big, like, confession at the end or whatever. Everything comes out because you can't keep lying or, I guess, holding just not telling the truth the whole time, I guess is kind of a theme, but like, uh, I mean, she's, I think she's protecting it because she's a good person, but she is bringing, I guess that's where you could put her with Hester is she's bringing all of this pain upon herself to protect other people. (laughs) Cause like, cause like Hester doesn't, you know, won't give in and say who the father of her child is because she doesn't want the reverend to be killed and hanged for adultery. Mm -hmm. Right. And then Emma Stone, like Olive is like, especially when she's helping out Lisa Kudrow, that's hurting her more than it is hurting it. You know, she's helping because she doesn't want to hurt these other three people involved, including her favorite teacher and mess up his marriage. And so she's the one, you know, it's one thing to be called a slut but then it's another thing to have like an STD in high school. You know what I mean? Like there's a mm-hmm. whole different stigma about that.
1: Yeah. Oh gosh. I'm I, I'm sorry. I have this poster of The Scarlet Letter in front of me and <laughs> This is very distracting. Wait, is just,
0: it the one with Demi Moore like head back yes, and Gary Oldman that's the behind one. her? And it's so funny because your
1: guys' faces are right next to each other and you're like in that very same pose. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing missing is Gary Oldman behind you. <laughs> like, uh, oh
0: no! Did Jeremy sneak out of bed? Is he right. Like, Going to pop up behind my chair. Yeah.
1: This this movie, I I, I want uh, kind of just go back to like Gary Oldman real quick. Yeah. Um, as good as he is, and how uh, as hard as he's trying in this movie when they, the their relationship, they I don't know how nobody knows that it's him. you know what I mean? like all the visits that he makes to her while she's in prison the the way they <laughs> act around another it's it's right how do you not know
0: <laughs> like why does he go and cut himself in the rain and that like in what scene he's like tortured and in the rain at night and he cuts himself on like, I don't know if it's supposed to be like the the stock or something like, you know, the, the hanging pole, Mm -hmm. but like, like, why is he doing this? And if everyone is like so suspicious of her to the point, like, Oh, she vomited twice. She's clearly pregnant. Right. But it's like, he's, he's like, I must get in and see her. And he's (laughs) like tortured. And they're like, Whatever, nothing suspicious about him. He's yeah. a man.
1: He he hasn't changed the you know the way he's been acting at all. Like, come on, uh, the, you're you're right. You make an excellent point because they are picking up on the littlest of things, you know. And it's just like uh, he he's basically saying that he's a father. You guys don't even believe him,
0: right? <laughs> like nobody else That's is me. fighting tooth and nail to save Hester at every turn.
1: And and obviously the the uh, when Roger gets introduced, he he figures it all out, of course.
0: Well, I can understand why he figures out who Roger is because <laughs> Roger's like, I'm from Virginia, but everything else about Roger Prynne is me. I'm a doctor. I was captured by right. Indians. Yeah, I-, I did catch that. <laughs> oh, but uh, Virginia, Virginia. Yeah. That that makes my cover totally work. It's Like, yeah, you're obvious, dude. Like, he's just course- as
1: bad as everybody else. I mean, you're yeah. old man. He's all like, wait to tick. This all sounds way too familiar. (laughs) So, Uh yeah, you know, Robert Duvall's character not changing it. That's the only way. Lazy writing, right? I mean, Gary Oldman couldn't figure out another way. He has to be like, that's his uh aha. It's like, oh, he's just making the uh, connections, right?
0: Yeah, which, again, this is something where, like, I don't know if how how much that's changed from the book or not, but I can't, I, I don't know. Like, I know that in the book... That Roger does pretend to be, you know, instead of Roger Prin, he does say that he's Roger Chillingworth because he wants to seek revenge, like all of that stuff. But I don't know, I don't know if Arthur is actually picking up on that or not. Like, I don't know. If he's
1: grown up where he says he's grown up all his life, I'm sure he did not pick up on it. Cause nobody picks up on anything. Unless you're an outsider, and then they all, they know everything about you. That's it. Man, we have spent a lot of time talking about the Scarlet Letter. <laughs> 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 um, but, you know, I have very few criticisms about Easy A anyway. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, uh, we kind of just complimented that entire family that they're all great. And, you know, actually now, now kind of doing this episode, I do see, uh, a lot more of the themes and the comparisons. Like, I, I, I forgot how super religious this town in, um, you know, the Scarlet Letter is. And then also mm-hmm. at the school in Easy A, you got that little group of like these super hardcore Christians. Yeah. I guess it was a lot closer th- than I thought, but I mean, even, even so, this movie is still better. <laughs> even oh, in that yeah. sense. Easy A yeah. so much better.
0: And Emma Stone, it's like, it's a total like star making role for her because before this, I mean, she, she'd been in a few other movies, but like this super was bad. Right. Yeah. Super bad. And I think zombie land, but there hadn't been like a ton of other things that she was in. uh at least not where she was the like main character. Cause right. the help didn't come out until the year after, uh, that didn't come Great out until movie. 2011 mm-hmm. and
1: much better adapted from a book say? <laughs> it, it is a
0: pretty decent adaptation of that book. Uh yeah, she was also in the House of Bunny. Like so she'd had all of these like oh, yeah. side role you know, supporting roles. And she was in the rocker, which I don't think a ton of people saw, but um
1: I did, but I don't remember her. But I'm assuming she's probably the daughter Mark Wahlberg. Wait, no, no Rocker. No, no. I'm sorry. That's the band. That's the one with Rain Wilson. Yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah, yeah,
0: Rain Wilson. Yeah, it was okay. So you know she'd had all of these like supporting roles and i remember her re- like when she showed up in superbad i remember watching that in the theater and thinking like this girl has star quality like i'm really interested to see what she does next but easy a like she is in every single s- scene pretty much there's mm-hmm. only a couple times where it's not her on screen and she carries this movie so well and i don't think it would work if it weren't for for her acting in it and her comedy chops like she's really her funny singing,
1: you know in the shower that's all fun stuff
0: Every time <laughs> I hear that song I instantly think of this movie Oh yeah yep
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah I um I remember I I think like the the last time i i watched the movie i was just like oh it's that song again and that's that's the idea right like she's getting sick of this song but then she like embraces it kind of like the yay yeah and it's even her ringtone i was like you know what <laughs> yeah exactly i, I actually kind of liked it you know mm-hmm. i think the song has grown on me
0: <laughs> just like it grows on olive
1: yes um I definitely want to check out the version that she suggests or recommends anyway.
0: Yeah. And I do feel like I should actually read it. Like I've had it on my bookshelf for years. Somebody gave it to me. Either somebody gave it to me or I bought it at a, like a library sale years ago. So I feel like I need to read it now so I can see what's really going on. And then I'll have to like message you and be like, Oh my God, Peter.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They totally missed the boat. This is how it was supposed to happen.
0: This is what's really going
1: on. This, This is, you guys, this movie is so bad. I'm trying to compare the cast right now, but you got Thomas Hayden Church, who I think Sideways had already been out, right, at this point?
0: Yeah, because Sideways you know? came out when I was in high school. I think that was 2003.
1: Yeah. Uh Lisa Kudrow, you know, this is like years after uh Friends.
0: I do like that Lisa Kudrow, like, I feel like they play on your love of her as Phoebe from Friends, and then she ends up being a total horrible person in this movie. Yeah. So I feel like you she's, know, they play with your expectations there.
1: She's um was she a guidance counselor? What was her role? Yeah, she was okay. a
0: guidance counselor and the wife of Thomas Hayden Church.
1: She's like the the worst person that I've seen as a guidance counselor on screen since um Derek Luke in Thirteen Reasons Why.
0: Oh, I haven't watched that yet. It's on my queue. Oh, okay. In my Netflix right. queue though. But yeah, she's uh, a horrible forget guidance. I said anything. But yeah, no, no, she doesn't fine. listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a horrible guidance counselor because like, you understand her, like, breaking down and, like, going, okay, yeah, sure, Olive, you take this for me. But then when Olive shows up and is like, no, I need you to own up to what you actually did, and she refuses to, you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, you're despicable.
1: Yeah, but even she was just, uh, like, uh a first glance at Olive, she's already making, like, these implications about her to her husband, right? Like, wasn't, were they having lunch or something and she... Came by or leaving the office. I forget when it was, but she was already kind of throwing shade just based on appearance, you know? And, yeah, um,
0: saying she was dressing like a stripper or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then anytime Olive would come and see her, she she wouldn't listen. You know, she was just really rude and not receptive to what Olive would have to say. So.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, she was obviously preoccupied with her, uh, her affair.
1: Yeah, her, uh, little <laughs> boy toy. Uh huh. Quite Can, literally, I mean, he is a handsome dude.
0: Cam, yeah, Cam no? oh. Gigandet. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I just know he was in those Twilight movies.
1: Yeah, uh, didn't he play? He played someone named James. Oh, James, James. Oh, was he one of the bad guys? Maybe the long hair. Long hair was uh, yeah, uh, had a yeah. The long hair.
0: Sure, I, I have not, again. I've never seen those movies. I haven't. I have watched all but the last. Two, so I watched the first three, but I haven't seen it since probably 2008 when it was out. Yeah, so.
1: pretty good. Not that I've seen those. Uh, um, yeah, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we'll just wrap it up there. You know, we're going to end it with Twilight. So, uh, still, <laughs> a still bad better movie. movie than the Scarlet Letter. <laughs> Accurate. And again, not not yeah. that I've seen the Twilight movies. Um, but, but Amanda, thank you for coming on. This, this, seriously, this was a lot of fun. Uh, oh, thank you for you me. It's always fun. We, we did this on Valerian. We had a lot of fun bashing that movie.
0: Yeah. That's the thing is even when like there's a bad movie, sometimes it's just fun to like talk shit about it. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, there are some podcasts that do just that. You know, they would really just review <laughs> yes. shitty bad movies and yes. have a lot of fun. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Uh Why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners, you know, where they can find your show and maybe an episode that the uh, listeners can check out if it's their first time.
0: Yeah. So... My main podcast is Amanda's Picture Show, A and I cover both new releases and older films. Um, our website is AmandaAGoGo.com. You can find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. On Twitter, it's at Amanda's Pick Show. And um, I would say, take uh, let's see, I think Night Shift will be one of the more recent episodes that's going to be up. Um, and if you're looking for a good one to sort of like start out with, I think the Wonder Woman episode is really great. So check those out. And yeah, we're on, you know, Apple podcasts and all that jazz.
1: Yeah. Um, what was the uh, review that you joined Mike for at uh, War Mission versus War Horse?
0: Oh yeah. I've, I've been on a couple episodes of that. I did, uh, Rough Night for him. Oh, right. And mm-hmm. then I did the Beguiled episode that we paired with.
1: You did the new one though, right? Yeah, the new one,
0: 2017, um, The Beguiled. And we were doing like con artists. So we did In the Company of Men and uh, Jackie Brown.
1: That's right. Okay, I remember that pairing now. and also, uh, for anybody that has subscribed to my show, Potsalgic, uh you were a guest on, again, we did uh, Movie Wars, which uh, I think that was 2001 versus 2004. Yes. And then the first time the you came on was, was that the reverse oh, of graduation the years date? years
0: that we graduated, yeah. <laughs> yep,
1: that's right. And um the other one was a, a movie game that you and I played. Yes. Yeah, uh, that one was also with, uh, Steven from, a Screen Addict. So that mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. Check those two episodes out. Um, uh, again, you don't have to like w- have seen any movies to listen to those. Those are, uh, good ones to start off with. If you guys enjoy listening to us kind of, uh, shit on the Scarlet Letter. But, um, <laughs> for me, you can find me at Paul Stalgic. That is my movie re- uh, review podcast. Uh, recently Mike joined me um, you know, for the thirtieth anniversary of uh, the Princess Bride. So check us out there. We also did some recasting of the characters like we do on this show, uh which actually is uh something we didn't do here is to oh, to okay. recast Scarlet Letter. So let's actually just do that real quick. Yeah and we'll just we'll just um we'll stick with Scarlet Letter, right? We're we're not gonna recast E D A. No, it's because,
0: perfect. Yeah, <laughs> we it, no, it's completely
1: fine. But yes. for the for the character of like Hester and the uh the Reverend, uh who would you want to see in these roles?
0: Ooh. Well, Let's see. Anyone who is not Demi Moore. Let's see. Um, <laughs> how about, I, this is the first person I thought of, but Kate Winslet, I feel, okay. could do a good job in that role.
1: Kate Winslet. I like that.
0: Yeah. And then, oh man, who for Gary Oldman's role? Hmm.
1: I just came up with a couple, but then I realized <gasps> oh. they're in the same movie together. What about um, um
0: Michael Fassbender?
1: i like that a lot uh actually i i think i was about to go there with rachel mcadams
0: oh i can see that
1: yeah, yeah you know a l- little bit of an age difference there so a little bit more believable that he is this you know seasoned um uh, minister reverend whatever you want to call him it looks still looks pretty innocent you know when he's cleaned up and stuff you know no scraggly beard or anything um <laughs> so i do like that and rachel mcadams i'm a big fan of her so yeah you know put her in a role like this yeah um, okay. So I guess we'll, uh, go with those two for the casting. And then now back to, uh, pipping out the shows here. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. At Paul Stagic, if you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, at Original Remake, uh, if you want to email in with, you know, any of your recasts or any of the previous episodes we've done or maybe even suggestions for, uh, future episodes, uh, you can send those to OriginalRemakePod at gmail.com. If you want to reach Mike, you can find him at War Machine Horse, uh, on Twitter there. So, yeah, that'll do it uh, for us on this episode. We will see you guys next time. I got a pocket, I got a pocket full of sunshine. I got a love, and I know that it's all mine. Oh, oh, do what you want, but you're never gonna break me. Sticks and stones are never gonna shake me. Oh, oh, Take me away, a secret place.